0: To the sermons and teachings from the Catalyst Fellowship with Epine Michael. We you hope are the, the message you're about to listen to will edify you and, you and cause you to experience, experience you. exponential growth. And now, the message. I want to start on a very important note this evening. So, there's a reason why I sang those songs because there's something that the fire of God that is burning in your hearts already in this meeting is going to do in your life. Hallelujah. There's something that what the fire of the Lord is going to do in your lives in this meeting. Do you believe? Say big amen if you believe. Say big amen if you believe. This afternoon, or this morning rather, we spoke about pneumaticus spirituals the things of the spirit and what do we say that pneumaticus means again to be spiritual something that is of the spirit we started by explaining that the believer is what a man of the spirit is of the spirit this morning we spoke about spiritual gifts what do we say they they are things that are operations, manifestations activities empowered or inspired by the Spirit. You say spirituals, hallelujah, spirituals. Today we're going to talk about something else. And this afternoon, I'm going to address some specific things. Yesterday night we spoke about the role of the Holy Ghost in your redemptive walk, in salvation, how that you are born of the Spirit. So you are of the Spirit. And I told you everything you learn, important or needful for you, for next year. Amen. I said it's going to be what? So let's start by talking about the Trinity. Three points on the Trinity because you will need it for what I want to teach you. Number one, God is one. Number two, God is three distinct persons. Number three, each person is fully God. Do I think that again? Number 1, God is one. Number 2, God is three distinct persons. And number 3, each person is what? Is fully God. Meaning that when we think about the Trinity, we are not thinking about three gods that are separate we're thinking about one god but that one god exists as three distinct persons when i say distinct persons i mean that the father is different from the son the son in person not in essence is different from the spirit but essentially they are one so in the incarnation What happened? Well, God came as the Son. Are you saying that? So God in human flesh is who? The Son. But apart from that, in John chapter 16 and verse 7, the Bible says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient, I'm going to use KJV, I'm going to use KJV most of this teaching. So please pay attention. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is what? Expedient for you that I what? I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, what is he going to do? Let's read together. One, two, go. And when he is come, he would reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment and of what? Judgment of sin because what? They believe not on me. Verse 10 of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Verse 11 of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. He says, it is expedient for me to go. What expedient means there is beneficial. It's profitable. How would Jesus say that? Have you ever thought about that? Why would you say it's profitable for you to go? Well, we want you, Jesus. Stay. Two chapters before in John chapter six, 14 verse 16. He says, I will pray the Father and he would give you another comforter that he may what? Abide with you forever. The word another comforter there is the Greek word alos parakletos. Alos there is another. Parakletos para, or, or there is advocate. So, he's not saying, there are two ways it can mean. You see, there's heteros parakletos which is another comforter But then there is Allos Paracletos, which is also another comforter. But in this sense, it is another of the same kind. Heteros is another of different kind. Allos is another of the same kind. So if he says he's going to send you another comfort, another comforter, another advocate, who was the first advocate? Did you get that? Jesus. So what Jesus is simply telling you is that I'm going to send you another of myself. Are you paying attention? I'm going to send you what? Another of myself. The work I started, one is going to come in you and he's going to perfect it. Not that the work Jesus did was not perfect, but there's a ministry of the Spirit that the Son cannot do. You know why? The Son can't be everywhere at the same time. So if God is going to live in all our hearts, well, that can happen through Jesus. That's going to happen through the Spirit. Are you learning something? says, I'll give you another paraclete. Another of myself. He says, he would abide with you forever. For what? Forever. Hallelujah. says, I would not leave you comfortless. Do you know what that means? It means you will not miss me when I go. Are you getting what I'm saying? Whatever the ministry of this person I'm sending to you is, it will be such that when I go, you won't feel that I've left. It's going to be just like I was with you. That's what I was telling the disciples. So what would be his ministry? Let's go back to John 16. Verse 8. It says, when he's come, he would reprove the world of sin. Reprove there means to convict. Are you listening to me? It means what? Let me give you an example. Titus chapter 1 and verse 9. Titus chapter 1 and verse 9. What does he say? One to go, everyone read. Holding fast the faithful word. Are you all here? Can we read together? One to go. Holding fast the faithful word as he had been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine. Both to exhort and one convince the word convince the gainsayers, dear. Is the same word used for reproof in that text we're reading. If you read it, the next verse, you would understand what it's saying more. It says, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially day of what? The circumcision. Whose mouth must be what? Stopped. So that word, convenes, is the same word used for reproof. So let's go back to the text we're reading. Let me show you one more. Titus 1.12. Verse 12. All right, let's read together. I want to go. One of themselves, even a prophet of their own, said, The Christians are always liars, evil beasts, slow bellies. This witness is true. Wherefore, rebuke them sharply, that they may be what? So, what does it mean to convince now? To rebuke sharply. To convince. Are you getting this? To do what? To convince to show them their fault to expose their sin that's what it means by the, the ministry of the Holy Ghost to reprove the world of sin. Second Timothy 4 2. I'll give you another example. Second Timothy 4 verse 2. Can we read together? One, two, go. Preach the word, be instant in season, and out of the season, reprove, rebook. Exhort with all what reproof again is used. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. So says spiritual word be instant season. For you to know verse 3 says, For time will come when they would not endure sound doctrine. So he was saying, Correct them, show them that they are wrong. That's what reproof means. Let's go back to John 16 now. Verse 8. let's read together one two go and when he's come he would what reprove the world of sin and of what righteousness and of what judgment he's talking about the world here the holy ghost is going to expose to people that they are sinners this is the world not you now are you seeing what I'm seeing expose the world of what? Reprove the world of what? Sin, of what? Righteousness, and of what? Judgment. Have you ever heard when people say, you know when you preach to somebody, pray because the Holy Ghost is going to do the work. Well, that does not mean you should not preach. But what they mean by that is this. When you preach to somebody, many times at the point of of them engaging with the word, the Holy Spirit starts to work. It's not indwelling them. Is working are you seeing what I'm saying he doesn't indwell them until they believe but he starts working and when that work starts the first most important thing the Holy Ghost is going to do in the heart of the person is to show him that you need help because are you learning something is to show him that what you need help so he says he will reprove him of sin the first thing the person will realize is that he's a sinner and he's helpless without God Then of righteousness and of what? Judgment. Next verse. Of sin. Judgment of sin because they believe not on me. You see this is not you. He's talking about the world. Please is this making sense to you? Are you seeing what the Holy Ghost does? He reproves the world. He doesn't reprove the believer of sin. He reproves the unbeliever of sin. Please is this clear? He reveals to the unbeliever that bro you are a sinner and you need God. You know I heard a wonderful testimony once. A man said he had been hearing the gospel. People have been saying it to him. He's an Islam cleric. He said, people had been saying it to him. He said one day he just looked at the scripture and just saw that he's helpless according to what he has in it as a book. There's no way he can be justified. You see, that's how the Holy Ghost begins to work. To show that helplessness outside of God. Are you learning something to show them their faults? That's what it means to reprove of sin, to prove. NIV says to prove the world to be wrong about sin because people do not believe in God. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Reprove the world about righteousness. So in the next in the next verse, what does he say? He it says he's going to reprove the world of righteousness because I go to my father and hear what. See me no more. Next, he's going to reprove the world of what? Judgment, because he will testify of the judgment of God because the devil, the chief sinner, has been what? Condemned already. So, the sinner is going to know that he's helpless without God. He's going to know that there's a coming judgment. This is the work he begins to do. Remember, this is not you. This is the unbeliever. And this is his ministry. When you were an unbeliever, this was what he did in your heart he witnessed in your heart why? he said because I go to my father so because Jesus is no longer again remember the ministry of Jesus the Holy Ghost who now when we preach to the gospel remember the ministry of the Holy Ghost is such that you will not miss Christ amen so you preach to the person well the person cannot see Jesus face to face to tell him ah you need me but the Holy Ghost is working Are you see what I'm saying is working in the heart of the person showing him reproving him of sin convicting him of sin cuz are you learning something convicting him of what of sin if you are active in evangelism here you will know what i'm talking about you would have had experiences of people you said all you wanted to see. they never believed one day they just come and say you see that thing that you said that's the holy ghost doing what convicting the person of sin and pointing the person so they would need help because well an unbeliever is not discerning enough to know the message of Christ and the, and, and spirits never tell people the gospel men have to preach so many times they'll be drawn to you to tell you ah please tell me what the gospel is are you getting what I'm saying so he convicts the unbeliever of sin but he does something to the believer also he convinces the believer of righteousness never forget that what did I say? don't mix it when you are feeling guilty it's not the Holy Spirit that is condemning you that's not not what he does to you he does that to the unbeliever but to you he convinces you of righteousness remember, did Jesus ever look at any sinner and say hey, you, you, you are condemned there's no heaven for you he never did that well, if the ministry of the Holy Ghost is to intensify the message of Christ, then don't expect the Holy Ghost to do that either did you get what I just said don't expect the Holy Ghost to do that either he's going to say the same thing Christ has said, well you're justified. Amen. You're justified. This is who you are. He reminds you. Romans chapter 8 and verse 12. Romans chapter 8 and verse 12. Someone is like, where's pastor going with this sermon? Um, watch out. Romans 8 verse 12, everybody. Let's read together. 1, 2, go. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Next verse. For if you live after the flesh, you shall what? But if you, if you, through the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body, you shall what? For Verse 14, what does it say? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? I explained this text in the morning. That being led by the Spirit, was it morning or yesterday? Yesterday. That being led by the Spirit of God is not that those who are controlled directionally by the Spirit of God, that the context of being led there is what? exactly so it's a comparison between people walking in the flesh and people walking in the spirit and that was the context so by the time he got here and it he says those who are led of the spirit he was talking about those who live after the spirit not after the flesh those who are saved so he was a leading from the old man to the new man a leading from the flesh to the spirit amen so when he says those who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God that makes sense to you right because if you are walking after the spirit and not the flesh well then you are child of God amen next verse, what does he say? it says, for you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you've received what? the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba Father verse 16, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are what? and if children we are what? Heirs, hairs of God and joint hairs with Christ if so be that we suffer with him that we may be what? now I want to point out some important things there he says, if you live after the flesh, verse 13, you will what? But, it does not say, if you live after the spirit now, you will live. He goes forward to explain. He says, if you through the spirit, this is the recipe for mortifying the flesh. Because think about it, even though I told you that the job of the Holy Ghost is to convince you of righteousness well that's happening but how many of you can genuinely say that sometimes you struggle because the flesh tries to do what he wants to do so he's saying through the spirit you can mortify the deeds of what? of the body this single thing that he says here is what is called theologically or generally that you know is what is called sanctification. How that the job of the Holy Ghost is to make you become the reality of who God has called you to be. You see, Christianity is the only faith that expects something of you and empowers you to do that thing. Amen. The only Christianity says, you know what? You have to serve God, but you cannot do it on your own. Christianity says, stay away from this, but you can't do it on your own. If you, through the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Through who? The Spirit. And this is what is called what? Sanctification. What does sanctification mean? It means to make holy. It's the active work of, of the Holy Ghost in the life of a believer. Amen. I already taught you that you are born of the Spirit, right? Well, today, you're going to learn that you're sanctified by the Spirit. You're sanctified by who? By the Spirit. Let's go back to that text. This, this is powerful. I, 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 I know I'm staying here. If you live after the flesh, you would want die. But if you you through the spirit. Do what? Guess what? You you know sometimes, eh? I just love KJV. Because sometimes, you know, I was talking to Minister Daniel, which day was it? Those of you that were in Believer's Bible course, you would also know this. There are two spectrums. There's the one on the left, which is formal equivalence to translation when It comes to Bible interpretation and the, the, the translations you use. What text are informal e- equivalence? Well, KJV, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe NGV is small to decide, but KJV and its likes, NASB, probably, you know, they are there. Then we have dynamic. So, what is formal equivalence? When they do their translation, they try to stick to word for word, sort of. I get what I'm saying. Let's stick to the way. It was and do a direct translation. It's almost like why Yoruba people like to say oh come and be going. It's because they wanted to do word-for-word translation. In Yoruba, it is Oya wa malo. If you do a word for word for that, you will get terrible English. I-, I get what I'm saying. That's why they say oh come and be going, because language does not have one-to-one correspondence. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, that's why KJV sometimes sounds like terrible English. You see what I'm saying, but when you come to the middle, you have something like dynamic equivalence, right? Where now they're they're trying to stick to word for word, but they are more particular about your understanding, the meaning. So, how many of you thought Jesus was rude when he called his mother woman? He said woman, it's not my time. How many of you felt it was rude? Like why why are you calling your mother woman? Well, what's that? Well, the word here is guy. G-Y-N-E the Greek actually using gyne for a woman is actually respectful but if you do a word for what translation how I you mean, call your mother? woman, why have you not cooked? <laughs> please I get what I'm saying so you hear NIV say dear woman it's a respectable term but it actually means woman In, you see where there can be mix up so dynamic equivalence to do things like saying dear woman. Do you see what I'm saying? Then we have paraphrasing. We don't call them translations. What falls there? Passion. tippity, Message. (laughs) Then what's in the middle? Well, you begin to see NLT amplified. More closer to dynamic equivalence. But, you know. But by the time I get to the message, we don't use translation for it. We use paraphrasing. I see what I'm saying. Then far right KGB. So, I said all of that to say this. I, I like to stick to... This is what I advise in Bible study. Have one of each. Do you know what I'm saying? Have one of each. Have a direct translation because many times it will save you. Have formal equivalence. Have dynamic for clearer English. ESV and the likes. <laughs> Depending on who... <laughs> I don't use it, but you can use it because but always cross check because that one now is an interpretation it's not a translation because there's been some interpretation done you can't can't tell me you have a study bible and you show me a message bible study bible that's no are you seeing what I'm saying so have one of each well why I say that is this the word modify here is very important to what the writer is helping you see here he didn't say put to death. You, if you wanted to be very modern, you wouldn't say mortify. You would say, if you through the Spirit put to death the things of the flesh. But mortify is important. Why is mortify important? Well, there's a difference between mortifying and killing. Exactly. You kill someone that is alive, you mortify someone that is already dead. So when he said... If you live after the flesh, you will die. But if you through the spirit, first of all, if you have the spirit, the flesh is already dead. But through the spirit, you can put to death that which is already dead. The people who are called morticians are people who specialize in making sure that dead things remain dead. You know, I watched one video, one guy took a job in a morgue, <laughs> and he was cleaning, and then one of them just said, ah. You guys didn't tell me this I used to do. So, there are movements. I heard that strange movements happen. You know? Like, they can literally sit up fully. Do you understand know what I'm saying? <laughs> Imagine that happening to you. <laughs> you think they've come for you. Are <laughs> you what I'm saying? So, there are movements that happen for several reasons. You know, it's another thing that I, I see on Twitter where someone is cutting meat and the meat is shaking. Did, have you seen that video before? Uh, we don't play like that in Nigeria. <laughs> I will throw you away. Burn it in. I will burn that meat. But he says, if you through the spirit do modify the deeds of the flesh. Does I get what I'm saying? Modify the deeds of the flesh, the deeds of the body, you shall what? Live are you getting this? you shall live I'm teaching you what sanctification is which is something that the Holy Ghost does in you it is the ongoing work of the spirit in the believer meaning yes the believer is dead to sin you know sometimes when you look at the apostle Paul he will say you know you are dead to sin in another part he will say put to death the." uh, am I dead to sin or should I put to explain it was E. W. Kenyon who said something, he taught it this way. He said, There are legal and vital realities. What are legal realities and what are vital realities? I'll explain it using an analogy. If a man is in prison and he's brought for a final sentencing, and by the time he gets to the judge, the judge says, Hey, you are discharged and what? Acquitted. At that point. With the chains and everything in his body. Is he a free man? Is he free? But he are still chains in his hand. So legally, he's what? But vitally, is he? He still has the chains. It means it can be legally true for a person to be free. And still require a walk to make Vital that which is legal. Does that make sense? And so, what the Holy Ghost does with you every day is remind you of that reality and help you do what? Make vital that which is what? Legal. So, legally, are you there to sing? But if you are being honest, you struggle sometimes. Who doesn't struggle sometimes? I was to say, that's good. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? To make what? Legal that which is what? Vital. To make vital that which is what? Legal. Sorry, obviously. Vital. (laughs) Hallelujah. So that's what is called sanctification. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26. I'm teaching you something that will save your life. Are you listening? So please, pay attention to it. Because some people struggle. I, I was talking to someone recently. And I said, do you know, many believers are very, many believers are very genuine. Very, very genuine. I want to share something very sensitive. You see, back in the days when I struggled a lot with habits, I was, I was so angry that one day, I literally told God that if what he needs to do is to make me impotent, I will gladly accept it. Listen, I'm telling you how genuine I was and I'm telling you the struggles that some people face they love the Lord so much they just don't know why what, what is happening to them is happening so what I'm telling you can save a life I heard of someone every time she commits a sin she cuts herself just because she just wants to feel the pain that what I, I know what I'm doing is not good why am I still doing it I'm not saying any of this is the right. Please don't pray that you be put I didn't have knowledge then, but are you listening to me? Cut herself. So, some people are genuinely struggling. Amen. Some people are what genuinely struggling, and if they knew better, things would be different for them. Are you following me? Things would be what different for them. Some people thank your God that your struggle is not another person's struggle. Amen. You know, not everybody faces sexual temptations. You know? Don't let the devil deceive you that it's happening to everybody. It's not happening to everybody. You. <laughs> people are fine. And it's not your fault, so you are facing what you are facing. Wanted to just use the word unfortunate for somebody, but let me just return it back. But if not for a blessed uncle that cost you a problem, your life would have been better. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So, what I'm saying is very serious. Well, you that your own is hidden. Bless your God too. Because some people's own now they cannot hide it. So now, they are begging everybody for money. And you're like, what's wrong with you? You are, you are working in PWCO. And you're always begging me for money. Why? You don't know that he has gambled away all his salary. He has even borrowed money to gamble. Are you listening to me? <laughs> Thank you, God. Whereas another person's own is that he grew up around sisters who always spoke about boys and he started being attracted to boys and that is the temptation he has faced all his life (laughs) Can can I preach can I preach that's his own temptation now so what I'm telling you is so serious how do we respond? How do we make sure that enough people hear this thing I'm going to preach to you? That some of you think that you ah, cannot be a believer now. Why, why will you be attracted to this? cannot be a believer now. There are people that love the Lord with their hearts. Dead to sin as dead to sin can be. But yet the flesh tries and begins to crawl back and yes they've left those things before because I don't believe you you, you 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 know believe in the Lord and not leave those things I get what I'm saying but one way or the that, the thing is just creeping in it's just creeping in and then one day the devil just decided to send them a roommate <laughs> that's the worst thing you see there's there's an existing person of who you were before and the devil just wants to take advantage Say so you, you think claim there to see Nabi so now how how do we help people like that and if you are in a situation how do you help yourself you that you never thought you would ever play bet niger or spotty bet one day you found yourself doing how did you get there amen don't don't limit idleness. to show you pepe amen you that you never thought you would try some things you never thought you would do some things for money Hmm. sakpa now hits you you have money ideas now start coming Are, are you listening to me you never thought you you would have to use drug but then you witness something horrific and you try to get it out of your mind for so long someone say, ah try this thing now it's the M, it's the M, try it now and just because you are desperate for a solution at the time you try one and that becomes a problem and I'm telling you how light it is for people to get into addictions just one small problem one uncle that is just terrible to come to your house Ah, I want to play a game on your phone. I want to play a game on your phone. Well, curiosity, boom, videos. Sir, what is wrong with you? You know, I need to ask uncles like that. What is really wrong with you? At least, if you have a problem, keep it hidden. Why, why is he on your phone? Why do you not give that child the phone? The mother says, "I what is she doing your phone? I say, she's watching Tom and Jerry, and you know. I'm telling you real life stories, so real life stories you know you have a mix of videos why can' you charge your phone and so people have, are facing issues that they are struggling with for years and you know the problem once it has happened once you have to be careful the rest of your life even even with drugs like you, you've tried it once you are or it's almost like <laughs> Almost like insurance, your premium goes up after the first one. Boom. <laughs> your premium is so you are easily susceptible to it. Are you get what I'm saying? The price you have to pay, that's why it says like insurance. Insurance people are making us suffer. <laughs> Just bash us, boom, boom. <laughs> From 150 now, you're paying 400 <laughs> Are you listening to me? And that's how that's how habits are. Once, once, like boom, and you've escaped. Now, for you, you have to be careful. I said I know I've got to preach today. I'm just as the Lord is leading me. Hallelujah! But He says in Ezekiel chapter thirty-six, verse twenty-six, He says, "A new heart also I give you." A new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and give you what? <laughs> That's KJV. And give you what? A heart of what? says it's going to take away the stony heart. This was what happened to you at salvation. Verse 27. I will put my spirit within you and to walk in my satin. And you shall keep what? And do them no more. And do them rather. So, even though the flesh was there, well, now that you are saved, there's a new mechanism at work in you. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Everybody in the world, pre-salvation, had a mechanism in them that just allowed them to be susceptible to evil. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Susceptible to rebellion against God. Hallelujah. Pre-salvation. The moment you get saved, something new starts working in you. He says it takes away the stony heart. So, if as a believer, you cannot be entreated by the word of God, the devil is trying to creep back in. You have to deal with it. You can't leave it to chance. I don't know, good things sometimes. Are you, you know, with salvation, is easy. Sanctification is an ongoing work of the Holy Ghost, amen. It's an ongoing work of the Holy Ghost, His Spirit is in you. So, have you seen? They know the right thing to do, but they just can't stop themselves from doing the opposite. You now, you just finished listening to someone on love, you got to your house, someone removed your pot that you put on fire. And put it somewhere. They're like, you don't know me, oh. You don't, you don't know me, oh. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not normal, oh. You, you, righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are not normal. You, you don't know me, all. See, leave spiritual. Let's face reality. Ah. Ha. Please, are you what I'm saying? So, yes you are saved. Yes, there's a new mechanism at work in you but if you don't bring yourself under the influence of the Spirit and yield to the work of the Holy Ghost you will be surprised what you will do. My pastor says something he says if you don't pray, it will shock you the things you can do. It will shock you. this? <laughs> do you know the worst thing about it? Once you do it once, that's where the devil wants that person. Because if you don't learn what I'm teaching you and you cannot find restoration, you are trapped. He will now continue to push you further. He said, You, you want to go to church? You, you. <laughs> Have you forgotten? 29th of February, <laughs> 2014. In the front of Docker's <laughs> <Dark Castle. laughs> He will tell you everything specific. You are in church. Pastor says, "Ah, Tofu, me come and lead prayer." Ah, you said, "Pastor, I have sore throat. I have you, you don't have, but you don't just feel like you are worthy enough to do those things." I remember in school, ah, I saw that thing. He said, "Come and play drum." I love the Lord. My heart cannot allow me. But sometimes I thought it was the Lord talking to me. It was the devil? there now. One week I will not play any, I won't serve in church. One week I will just be running away. If I can even do I not come to church on Sunday, I will run away. But it's just that that one is another problem, so I will just come and sit at the back. <laughs> Please, are you listening to me? Go to Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 31. We are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. That's where he warns people. Now keep. will now continue you now continue to go, you know, I told somebody one day, I said, every nudge, and I'm going to teach it, every nudge of the spirit you get and you ignore makes it harder for you to follow the spirit next time. The Bible calls it the searing of conscience. Amen. Windsor, the catalyst community, calling Pastor Mike, precious your phone is ringing, you know. You're looking at it like this evening prayer you are look at it like this you will not respond though okay. I'm opening all of this secret have you? leave it listen, I told someone and from my little experience in ministry I have seen it people who stop coming for meetings spiritual meetings every single time it makes it harder for them to ever come back do you what I'm saying? One month becomes two. You will not know you've done one year, you do not come to church. It, it takes the mercy of God to restore that person. because fear will lie on the how will I join back? I cannot understand. The one you will now join is the one that I'm teaching Daniel on Ratwood. I'm saying beast. So you don't even understand it. You say, I'm not going to join. <laughs> so those things might look natural, but the devil takes advantage of those things. He has the person just where you. So now, between two years, you've become a sanctified body. You are saved, but your life is. Please, I get what I'm saying. <laughs> are you sanctified this intentionally? Your the other world has been calling you back. The only thing that's saving you is the only Ghost. That's to say, hey, I'm still with you, but you are dragging him like this. <laughs> are you listening to me? There's something called the searing of conscience. Every nudge of the spirit you get, follow it. Follow it. Because you can train your spirit. And if you train your spirit that it's okay to neglect the gathering of believers, your spirit will learn it. Just what I'm saying. Your spirit will learn it. And you'll be surprised that the day you now want to go to church. just saying today is one of those days you will never remember before but today now Chelsea's match 11am same time as church service I'm exposing my temptation same time as church service you now say ah and the weather is really that's when you know that cloudy sky that breeze is just that breeze did not blow throughout the week oh but that day, everything is just so... Someone's now cooking next door. And remember, you have pizza in the fridge. That's, you know, left over. You can just warm it. And you know, second day jollof rice used to be the sweetest. You just sit and say, you know what? To God be my glory. <laughs> Amen. What are we learning? Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Next verse, it says, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers. In the days I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they what they broke. Although I was what? Husband to them. says who? who? All right, read with me. Everybody wants to go? But this shall be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days says the Lord I will put my law in their inward part, I will write it in their heart and and they shall be my people next verse and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the Lord for they shall what what he say Nobody's going to tell you come to church or not why the law of the Lord is written on your heart you know what to do You know how to do it. You know when. So even though your flesh is fighting well, you've got the Holy Ghost. The laws of the Lord are written in your heart. So the mechanism of sin, the mechanism drawing you to the things of this world, the moment you got saved was destroyed. It might want to creep in through your flesh. But the solution is the Holy Ghost. Because now a new mechanism is at work in you. I'm teaching you first, theologically, how to remember that you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you can live above sin. And you can control your desires. Before I give you steps, I want you to know according to scriptures that you are dead to sin. Sin has no power over you. There's a new mechanism at work in you. Hallelujah. The old mechanism doesn't control you anymore. You've got a new mechanism. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. The Bible says, Wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my what? absence? It says, work out your salvation. With what? Verse 13, what does it say? For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do according to his good. God works in You say, God works in me. This is this is powerful. Romans six seventeen. It says, "But God be thanked that you were servants of sin, but you have, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was what, yes. delivered to you." Verse eighteen, being made what free from sin, you became what. Of Let me teach you something. You were servants of sin before. You were not now just liberated. You became a servant of something else. Amen. Amen. Now you live your life for Christ. It says in 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you've yielded your members to sin and uncleanliness. The same way now, club was controlling you before. Now let Jesus control you. (laughs) The same devotion you gave to the world. (laughs) Give it to God are you listening verse 20 it says for when you were servants of sin you were free from righteousness what fruit had you in those things whereof you are now ashamed of for the end of those things is death it says now being made free from sin and become become what? servants to God you have what? fruit unto what? holiness holiness hallelujah please are you learning something holiness now this is the ministry of the Holy Ghost We're going to read a text. Matthew 3, 11. We're going to show you how the Holy Ghost sanctifies you. Then we'll talk about how to overcome temptations. And then we'll talk about a few other things. And then we'll round up. Matthew 3, verse what? 11. Are you ready to read with me? alright read with me one to go I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes are not worthy to bear he shall baptize you with what Holy Ghost has fire. this is what Holy Ghost. baptism of the Holy Ghost is what salvation uh-uh, that's good if you can remember next verse this is powerful one to go whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather up his weave into the garner but he will burn up the shaft with whose fan is in his hands so when the Holy Ghost when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost how many of you know this thing when they are trying to in Nigeria you should have seen things like that before when they are trying to separate the shaft from beans, they put it on a tree. Then what do they do? Then they blow. Right? That's a local method to do something else they do with with. They do the same thing with with, where they separate the shaft from the with. It says, he's fan is in his hands. This is what the Holy Ghost is doing in your life. He's separating the good from the bad. Are you following me? He's separating the sanctified from the what? <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's separating that. <laughs> She's asking like, where is the theological if he can? <laughs> where is that written sir <laughs> he says he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner what will he do with the rest this is what the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to be doing it's going to be burning in you the things that are not of God theologically this is what is real for you that's why we say pray when we say pray it's not because <laughs> sometimes you are praying it's not because of, it's for your sake Because if you don't pray and bring the influence of the spirit, well, even though, even though the chicken is beheaded, so my pastor said, though the beheaded chicken runs around, make no mistake, it is what? So what do we do? We put to death that which is already dead, hot water. That's mortification. You put to death Something that's already dead. I'm dead to sin. When he tries, I'm not going to say, hey, uh, ah, sin has come, or oh, I'm, I'm condemned. I will stand up. I'm, I'm dead to... This morning devotion, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive in Christ Jesus. I do not walk by the flesh. I walk by the Spirit. For the law of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Memorize all the texts. I start saying it. Every, <laughs> every day let your body remember who is in control it's the spirit amen Amen. let it remember let it remember it says there's a winnowing fan it will blow the air away there is someone in charge now and he's the governor of your heart what's the job of the governor Hmm. you know when they are colonizing places they set governors what do they do they make sure that the interest of that locality is the same as the interest of the federal and for colonial masters when something foreign comes to a new place well the job of the governors now is to represent the interest of the home nation are you see what i'm saying so they try to colonize this is what i'm saying when the holy ghost comes inside a believer He makes you like the home nation. That's heaven. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He begins to change the culture. He begins to change the way of life. He begins to change the action of that person. He's the governor. He begins to change it. So it resembles the home nation. Because we're not citizens of here. We're citizens of heaven. Our passport is the Holy Ghost. Ah. Sunday morning. I'm going to teach this. Our passport is what? A holy ghost if they are looking for who will die in a plane and I have parachute I will not be scared if they are looking for who will go to heaven I have the holy ghost I cannot be that we're talking about go 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 heaven me, I'm not scared I cannot be scared now he if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me that same Spirit shall what quicken my mortal body so if the thing to travel now the visa is holy ghost and I, and I have it the heaven at first so it's not heaven at last even at first. The moment I got the Holy Ghost, boom, I got a taste of heaven. Because the Holy Ghost is from there. And he's making me like the hometown. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He's making me be able to represent the hometown here. Let me make this vicinity look like that hometown. That's why we are cultural influencers, if you don't know. We influence our culture. It's where we are. We are somewhere we are coming from. Hallelujah. And this is he says he will purge the floor. He will purge the floor. That's what he will do. Says, little children, I write to you that you sin not. If you sin, you have what? An advocate. Are you learning what I'm saying? I'm gonna give you steps to deal with temptation. I'm a roundup. I did have a notes planned, so I just want to structure it in a way that you understand everything I'm trying to say, and that this can help somebody. Please matter what you have done no matter what it is you can talk to somebody call me, call your pastor if I'm not your pastor, call your pastor <laughs> Amen I don't think <laughs> I'll tell you something but I don't know what you have done I don't think there's anything bad that you have done I've not seen before, I've not counseled because the things I've counseled <laughs> My job is not to condemn you. I would have failed at my job if I do that. Amen. People used to seek restoration. This is the same reason why many people don't know how to respond when people that lead make mistakes. Now you're on Twitter. Ah, this man! I knew it. That is fine, suit is always. I knew sin was locking around the corner, in the corners of his suit. Sin, sin. Seeing us locking, we're doing fine boy. <laughs> Amen. That's not the way to respond to things. Because even if you don't know, people that lead you even face heavier than you. Do you know why? The devil knows that if you should catch them, everybody that's following them like this, you can easily pick them one by one. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So pray, pray for your pastors, pray for your leaders. Amen. Protect them. When you see somebody, you know, stop me your pastor. Sorry. Shift. (laughs) Shift. (laughs) Hallelujah. How do we deal with temptation? Number one, know that sin is wrong and that sin is not okay in any way what I said now. Some of you are surprised. That Why am I saying that? Some people don't know that sin is not okay. They've justified in their hearts why they can be doing what they are doing. We're rounding up now. What did I say? Know that sin is wrong. Galatians 5.19 says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Since adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. He was not trying to give you an extensive list of sin. He was just saying all these things are problems. So start by acknowledging what sin really is. It is missing the mark. Hallelujah. Food is a blessing from God. Right? But the moment it is used wrongly, it becomes a problem. It becomes what? Gluttony. Because I get what I'm saying sex is good really good <laughs> but if you do it out of the ordained institution it becomes what a problem if you're not even in you, that ordained institution now no it's, I don't think that the ordained institution is where you should enjoy it amen but what I'm saying is that good things can become a problem listen let me let me tell you something you know i saw actually that there are clinical use of weed yeah. so god gave the help for a good thing you know, the one that surprised me these boys in nigeria they abuse cough syrup for beniline and codeine that's what child used to take oh, I remember when I was when they give me that, I'll just sleep, boom, and it's for cough. Mean in the, you see, something good can be abused. So know where the mark is, know where to draw the line. Amen. Know where to draw the line. Hallelujah. Idolatry is not always carving idols in your house. Once you place something before, you know in front of God, like some of you don't know. Your job has become an idol. Amen. So, it starts by acknowledging what sin really is it's to miss the mark. The Bible says, for to be carnally minded is what? There. Yeah. To be spiritually minded is what? Life. And... Listen, I forgot to say something. Don't give up. Okay, I think I'm still going to say it. I think I'm still doing sin. Don't let me go ahead of myself. Hallelujah. So, it's a sin. Do you know even just, I just want to flex and dine. As good as that is, it can become, is it hedonism, The pursuit of pleasure. That's what it can become. So, want to chill, want to flex, but it can become a problem. So know what sin is. Number two, Walk in the spirit. Ah, you say, Pastor, why are we praying three hours? You? you now you are praying three hours. That's the way you are able to keep your flesh in subjection. I said, Pastor, this is your church, your rigor is too much. Go go now and see if devil if will deal with you. I'm I'm telling you, you know, one one time a lady said I Pastor, no, Pastor. So you now you left. Because our online fellowship, I'll tell you, I've raised them with rigor. And they know. We meet up. We filled every day with something. Pray Monday to Thursday in the morning, 6 a.m. to 6.45. There's a devotional. That's already there. Windsor, I'm just chilling for you. Small. Very soon, I will set you into the equation. All right? You know, small, small. You put now praying in three hours, five hours. You are getting there. Yeah. so I'll introduce you to the, to the way every Friday for two years two and a half years they've been praying three hours we've not missed any Friday except there's a special meeting like this are are you with me you've not missed Monday we pray for the nations (laughs) I see now almost every night is filled Sunday night fellowship I teach Monday night we pray for the nations Tuesday is the only free day but we even put workers meeting there so workers have suffered (laughs) I see what I say Thursday again we teach Friday We have that vigil. Saturday, there's plenty of meeting everywhere. Then Sunday. So, at least there are only three free days where you can focus on your own personal devotion. But every other day, we set a structure at least to keep... one lady said, "Ah, Pastor, I'm not this one. I said, where do you want to go? Yeah, he said, God says." If you say, God say. I rest my case. I cannot argue against your God said if you want my wisdom, don't tell me, God said. I, I get what I'm saying. Because if you are sure that God said, them, why not? Why not? It be good, you, know? you can just tell me for courtesy's sake. So she told me. I said, okay, where you are going, make sure you become a worker. You get accountable to the pastor there. She went, boom. One year later, I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm not surprised. I'll tell you why. You can't leave. <laughs> you can't leave. You know your everybody knows what they are struggling with now. Ask me I did now if I stop today, pray. Ha. Ah. Ah. Ha. So I can't leave that consistent prayer structure to nothing at all, only going to church on something and think that all the, all the things that I put inside cage. <laughs> They will not fight. Out. Ah, I want to come out. I want to come out. <laughs> please, I get what I'm saying. I'm trying to give you visual cues of this, so you know. So you, if it's, if it's happening to you, just remember. Ah, Pastor, I say I want to come ahead, you remember. <laughs> so please, please, please try. Once you start the structure, make sure you maintain it. It's, it will not be easy. Sometimes, body say, "I want to die. I want to die." You just, just be there just be there. Set the structures. That's the only way that you can keep the flesh in subjection and the spirit in control. The Lord has told you the solution already. It's the spirit. So you say, ah, these people like church. You, say, you don't know that the person that likes church, she knows why she's going to church. like, <laughs> yes, if I don't go, don't make mess of me. So, Number two, walk in the spirit and what? Don't gratify the flesh. Galatians five sixteen says, These I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are what? Contrary to one another. So, he's literally telling you that your flesh continues to fight. Are you seeing this? He says they are contrary. In verse 19, he says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. Adultery, fornication, and little of them. In verse 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, faithfulness. So, it means that the flesh is going to bear fruits of those things he mentioned before. But now, the Spirit is going to bear different types of fruits. So, you want to kill that one? Well, let the fruits of the Spirit be what is dominant. Be what is predominant. Love, joy, peace. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Ooh, the reason why I say you still disturbing because you're not gentle. You go and look for trouble. You don't want to show you, paper. You not do more problem to cause more problem for yourself. Amen? It says in verse 25, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So the solution to that dueling conflict is to walk in the spirit. Is to walk in the spirit. Well, ah, <laughs> it's like you're, you need to make sure that your mind remembers who you are. Have you, have you tried it before? You don't go, go to church sometimes. Something will just be wrong. The moment I start vexing anyhow, I'm cranky, I never pray. I know. I've not prayed. That's why. Once you see yourself doing something, you cannot. Ah, I don't recognize. It. Go and pray. Amen. Some of you, let me break the remaining leg of your table. There is no crossword. word. Both the F, the B, Z, Q, R, S. You use everything, and you use it anyhow. If you mistakenly just say it, just say ah, something is wrong somewhere. Those of you that struggle with it—that's your biggest sign. Once it comes up, <laughs> go and pray. Go and pray. Amen? Amen. Because at that time you are not more. Because when you are in control, you don't make that mistake. Once you are. Uh, <laughs> Control is needed. Amen. Amen. Control is what? I'm telling you this because people think that, oh, it's not freedom. If you're trying to follow... It, it, a life without control is slavery. If you really can control yourself, stop what you are doing. Do you see what I'm saying? The people who can st- control, they are the ones that are truly free. I get what I'm teaching you. Walk in the spirit. Feed your spirit, so it's so that when we do a microscope, a, a microscope view of your spirit, we see the spirit as a giant Godzilla, and then the flesh, that's even not, not that your own flesh now is King Kong, and, <laughs> and the spirit, help me, save me, please. No, feed the spirit. Some of you, what is feeding your own giant now of the flesh? Is Netflix. I became sinner When when I want to relax, I went, I just had one show on Prime. Because Netflix. You know how I'm stubbing my leg. I know. There's almost no sane show in that place. Even Prime it's not like I someone, I wanted to watch one thing, you know. What's the name? Gen Gen V. They now told me that the thing. Me, it was looking fine, like super hero this thing. They now told me that the girl used to cut herself to something. I say. I'm not watching again. (laughs) I'm not watching again. Amen? So I'm not even saying that that one too is any better. I'm just telling you what I did to get me seen. I found a good show I was watching and that's because when I've worked a long week, you know, maybe on a Thursday night, I want to eat, I want to relax and just clear my head. I'm just watching one episode of the show and then I'm probably sleeping off in the middle. (laughs) Are you seeing what I'm saying? And so, you have to watch it. Because temptation is like pregnancy. So... <laughs> Wait, it's an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <no. laughs> am I not a good teacher? Yes. Hey, let me use my analogy well. Once you conceive it, it can be one scene of one show. Your body will start to. Shh, shh. <laughs> hey. You better find someone to call and say, "Bro, let's pray three minutes. <laughs> Not three, can I? I mean, you? It go past three, oh. <laughs> because you can pray three and still go and do it. So <laughs> once you conceive, you need to abort that thing. <laughs> you want to deliver the you, you want to deliver the temptation." No, you are not aborting the real baby. Wait, oh, it's an analogy. It's analogy. I'm saying, the moment it is conceived, it is going to. De- it might take two days. It might take three. <laughs> that thing will happen unless you deal with it. Are you see what I'm saying? So I, we know now. All of us know when that pregnancy is to happen. You can feel it. Some of to do all day. She better go and pray. (laughs) Amen. Pray. So, and that will lead me to the next point. But if I go to the next point, walk in the spirit. And I want to say something. Please don't give up. There's a temptation that that, that, there's a way that the devil makes people now think you have no hope. You've struggled with this thing for how long? Just come, just please don't give up. Keep fighting. There are success stories of people who have successfully put the flesh under. Amen. Amen. So don't give up. It's possible. The devil tell you, everybody is alive. It's alive. Amen. Amen. Even giving up is a sin. Because there's perseverance that you should have. So don't give up. Number three, speak up. Nobody in the Bible dealt with temptation in the mind they spoke you know only I can't remember what I think it was Pastor I was saying one time he said why did we think that there is somewhere that is the highest place in the world where you can see the whole world from because the Bible says that the devil took Jesus to the place where he can see the world so I started thinking Actually, the devil does not talk to us. So temptation happens in the mind. So this was what was happening in Jesus' head. Thornstone stone to bread. In his head. The highest pinnacle where you can see all the riches in the world is in your imagination. Are you listening to me? In his head. But Jesus did not respond in his head. He spoke. Nobody deals with temptation by nodding. <laughs> the speaker. Joseph said, How will I do this? I sinned against my master. I sin against God. He did not keep it in his head. He even he ran away. You, you are saying. No. <laughs> in the club on the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Amen. Iniquity tribes in secrecy you hear that? Yes, sir. Iniquity thrives in what? So please. Number four, flee. <laughs> Leo, God's method for handling temptation is to run away. <laughs> run! Run away from movies that will trigger you. I, I, my pastor used to say some movies are rated 52, even 71. <laughs> they should not even be watched. Amen. Number five, right environment. you saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, but everybody around you is doing it. We do it. Amen. We do it. You need to cut off. <laughs> not because you are this time, it's a good cut off. It's not cut off because You're angry. It's cut off because you are spoiling my life. <laughs> cut off. You still be feeling like, ah, I'm still going to preach to her. Ah, God, better save yourself. He recommend another person to help the person. You now. Run. Amen. When you say vicinity controlled by Satan, run. Run. A life of boundaries is the will of God. Rise up on your feet, everybody. We're going to pray one single prayer because our time is far spent. And we're going to say in 2024, Jesus, I have control. Are you ready to pray? Yes, sir. Begin yes. to pray in the language of the spirit wherever you are. I have control.